Episode 12 or episode 12.5, David, because I guess we need to start by saying thank you to the wonderful people at Wooden Cask Brewing. Uh, We went there on Bourbon Wednesday, talked to the owners, recorded an interview with one of the owners, had a fantastic time, a fantastic podcast. And then the file was something, something happened to the file. It sounded like garbage. It was bad. And the worst part about it was I was bragging all the way home to Angie, my wife, about how great my interview was. (laughs) And now no one will ever get to hear it. Um, But it was a great interview with, uh, with Randy Schiltz from Wooden Cask. We talked about everything that um, Wooden Cask has been up to from remodeling their building and if you look on uh, uh, brewery adventures on instagram i posted what their building used to look like versus what it looks like now and it's amazing um we talked about uh them bringing in i think they he said they have over 100 bourbons now um and they were part of the catalyst to to lift the cap on the number of liquor licenses in northern kentucky um, which is an awesome thing uh we talked a little bit about um the beer that i had that day uh and also i was lucky enough to to grab a six pack so i i have an extra one that i'm enjoying right now <laughs> during this episode um batalla de puebla which is a tequila barrel aged lime goza so good this is a beer like i mean if you want a barrel aged beer in the summer and i think i've said this about a couple different beers but this is where you want to be um Listen, so far every beer is a beer you want beer you want in the summer. Yeah. What's well, a I mean, what's a winter summer. give me a winter beer. Tell me a winter like beer. Like a good like dark uh like stout, like a good stout. Um a lot of the winter beers are like heavy like scotch ales, like more kind of like malty um big heavy beers. We'll get to the, we'll get to some of those in the winter. Um I'll break some <laughs> of those out. Those like kind of like warming beers, but uh yeah, we talked about, um, too, I want to give a shout out to um, actually their distributor, Adina Distributing, which is, um, they're based out of Cincinnati, but they, they have a couple of, um, Kentucky, actually a, multiple Kentucky breweries uh, that they work with now. Um, Wooden Cask, they work with uh, um, Darkness, they work with Ethereal down in Lexington, um, doing really cool things for smaller craft breweries that... Um, wouldn't necessarily get a second look, you know, from some of these bigger distributors that are, you know, carrying either Anheuser-Busch or, or Miller products. Um, and they, they know about the products. And one of the cool things that, uh, that Randy actually told us was that his distributor is kind of actually pushing for specific beers um, in the market. So he says, hey, you know, everyone's doing an IPA. Everyone has a lager you know what you know what people don't have in the market is a tequila barrel age lime goes <laughs> so um his his distributor is actually you know it's it's a a symbiotic relationship between them um and i believe the distributor actually named this beer that i i enjoyed on wednesday and liked it so much that i i grabbed some to take home yeah so wooden cask brewing we we went there did the podcast day as you said bought a six pack. I was lucky enough to grab a 
fifth of Wellers. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it was crazy because we, if I'd have known when we got there, out of out of, I just I just ended up being lucky because I bought the bottle at the end. It was the last bottle that they had. But I think that night they were selling the Wellers, uh, Eagle Rare, and the twelve year old Knob Creek in in bottle because they have a packaging license. So, right. What they were doing is, if you came in, you bought a beer, you could get a six pack and go. And that was kind of the, you know, they want to encourage people to to stay and and which is hard and in current times because our government's telling us don't hang around people, don't go out to a bar, you know? Uh, but when you sit down and you talk to Randy and, and you, or you talk to any brewery or any, this is like, that's their life. That's their job. And yeah. so, so we run a fine line of, are we trying to keep people's livelihood going? Or are we trying to keep people safe? And that's, that's not for this podcast to determine, but it's just the predicament that we're in right now. Well, and two things. So we talked about this, um, you know, you, you were taught, you were kind of marveling cause you, you don't go to a ton of breweries, whereas, as I've been to, to a couple, uh, but you were saying how, how awesome it was that, you know, the atmosphere, um, and, you know, with that in mind, there's plenty of room at a place like wooden cask for social distancing. You know, we had, like I said, our, our peanut gallery, there sitting pretty close, but those were all people that we knew. Um, and other than that, there was nobody within like 15 feet of where we were sitting. Um, and, you know, so there, there's plenty of room, you know, in a place like that, you know, I, I have for me personally and, and for, you know, for my health and safety have made sure that if I am going to a place that it's a place that is respecting social distancing, uh, mostly because I don't really like people that much. Um, so it's kind of a, a godsend for me, but, uh, you know, being able to go to a place where they're taking things serious, they're making sure that they're wiping down tables in between in between guests. And, uh, you know, really it's just at the end of the day, it's good people. And the other thing too, is a place like wooden cask, they are extensively, uh, extending. They have a, a little patio outside right now. I think they've got like four or five tables, but they're extending their patio. Uh, it's going to be a covered with like a big awning over it. And it's going to be like 80 feet beside their building. Um, so I'm excited about that. And, uh, you know, the other point we made about, wooden cask was it's amazing how you know they i talked to randy a little bit after our interview and he said you know we're we're kind of the no hype brewery and uh you know they it's not like one of those breweries that people get excited about you know because they're releasing you know these crazy new england ipas or heavily fruited sugary beers but you go and drink some wooden cask beers and you're going to come home with you know it's it's super high quality beer um and they have their their brewing completely dialed in. And uh, the point that I was going to make was that they have kind of their, you know, they, they have their kind of bread and butter and they know what they're doing. They've got their core beers. And now they're doing some fun stuff like they're doing barrel-aged ciders. They're doing tequila barrel-aged beers. Uh, they've got plenty of, of barrel-aged beers. And they've also got some great um, just traditional styles, non-barrel-aged. And they have a little something for everything. They also, we didn't even mention this. They they make their own wine there too. Yeah, it's the one stop shop, and in in a time where every penny counts, you know you you diversify your product, and that's what brought me into the mix. Not that I wouldn't go to a brewery with David, but as I said <laughs> earlier, it was 
you know, bourbon Wednesday that had $5 pours. Uh, and so David and I she drank the beer, bought a bottle of bourbon, bought a uh, couple bourbon neats. And that you want to get into that or yeah, our bourbon yeah, tasting. Yeah. Yeah. So we we went with two different selections this week. Uh, we went with the prestigious Blantons, which David has a barrel stave of the. Ho- did you go look the horse? Which horse no, won? Did you find out? <laughs> Come on, I keep man. forgetting. I'll let you know. I'll, I'll I'll report back next week. I was betting on that race. Oh. <laughs> but and then we went with um, the E. H. Taylor. So yeah. we we both did this. The nose of the Blantons, pretty much the the theme of Blantons was smooth. Yes, the nose didn't hit you hard. It it was inviting. Maybe if you're like if you're in the bourbon, not smell. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna drink that. Um, so we and we got a one ounce pour of that because it's a it's a little harder to get. Retail's a little higher, so we got a one ounce pour. But for five dollars, you can't beat that. Yeah, I got a lot one, of the. Uh... Of the oak and the vanilla, definitely from that one. Um, and then, and then after we, you know, we, I had a little bit, uh, like half of mine, and then I, I poured a little bit of water into it, and the flavors just for me really came out when I poured just a little bit of water into it. Um, it I drank all of mine in one swig. <laughs> I didn't do a shot per se, yeah. but, uh, but it's, it was so good. So yeah, we got the. I feel like as we're we mature in this process, and the more selection of bourbon, at least for me, that I go through, I can start to distinguish the good from the bad, and some of those flavors come out. Yeah, well, and the the benefit of going to a place that has you know a hundred bourbons, but they also have, you know, it's not just that, and that's the thing too is on their five dollar bourbon Wednesday, it's not just. Jim Beam or um, you know no. some low end bourbon. This is hot. This is top shelf stuff that you get for five bucks. Uh, you know the other one was was E H Taylor, which I was I was a little honest. You know I was I was a little scared going into it, um, but I think it turned out pretty well. Yeah, the E H Taylor much stronger on the nose. Uh, it you definitely had that spice uh, and the cinnamon on the nose. So you. This, I would, I would rather it be strong on the nose, so I'm not surprised when it goes down, than soft on the nose and then get that burn. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's all about expectations, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's not like you know, for instance, the first time I ever drank wine, I'm probably 17 or 18 years old, and I guess it's a red wine. Hell, it looked like Kool Aid in my head. I thought it should taste like Kool Aid. Yeah. So I chugged it. I have not, I don't know that I've had three sips of wine since then. <laughs> I'm not a big wine drinker either. I will drink a little bit of, of white wine, but I am not a big uh, wine drinker as, as a whole. Um, but the E.H. Taylor came in hot off the get-go. Yes. You you, fit, you could feel it. And so, and we, had, we got two ounces of the E.H. Taylor. So I did half and... True to form, it was a little stronger. You could get, I think it had the, uh, like the cinnamon apple. Yes, car- yeah, the caramel apple. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't say caramel. I would say cinnamon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's not like a true cinnamon taste, but I I liken that to the burn that you get, right? 
Yeah. Like that little fire at the end. I definitely got some of those like caramel notes from, from it and, and definitely really good taste the apple. Um, again, I, I, added, I tried it neat and then added a little bit of water to it. And as did me, I, yeah, I think that that, you know, for me personally, that's the way going into the future. I'm I, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to drink bourbon as with a little bit of water. I, I feel like it takes a little bit of that, that bite, uh, you know, the, the sting off of the nose and, and off of the, uh, off the bourbon, but you still get all those flavors. Um, and it, it, both of those were super enjoyable. I mean, we've had, you know, through 12 episodes, some pretty great, <laughs> some pretty great bourbons, uh, thus far. So, you know, we, uh, and, and, and you possess some more that we're going to have to try. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we're going to definitely hit up some of the other ones. You know, we, we've talked at length about that and uh, we've got some fun things coming up. Um, but, you know, I, I made the labels for my, my, my uh, home brew, mm-hmm. uh, the Indian Lake beer. So we're going to talk about that next week. Um, well, what about the next food? batch after that? Yeah. I saw the label the, for that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The uh, beers and beards, brown ale, uh, coffee, brown ale. So yeah, I'll probably be, uh, you know, brewing that sometime in the next couple of weeks. Um, and then we'll have to, we'll have to try that one as well. But, uh, we're going to open up our own chain after this. David's going to be the, the master brewer. I'll be the master. I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I do need some help with some bourbon experience. Well, I'm interested in this coffee, you know, this, this, Mix of flavors in the beer because I, yeah. my, my limited experience, it did not go so well. Um, but our bourbon review brought to you by beardoctane.com still running their free shipping within the, uh, 48 states. So sorry, you guys out in Alaska or our international listeners, free shipping <laughs> over $75. Uh, they've got some giveaways going on. Make sure you, like go to their YouTube channel and just watch that. I I enjoyed the time I spent on their YouTube channel. I'm still rocking the um, apple pie beard balm. I think I'm gonna get a brush. I, I think I'm gonna. I'm letting it grow. What you saw my beard this week? It's not. Yeah. It's it's thick, but it's it, I don't have any length to it's it. Shorter. Yet. Yeah. I no. also saw they just did a new batch of uh, of the beard butter or the I guess that's what it's called, right? Beard butter or beard. Yeah. Beard and beard and body, like it's like a soap. Like I guess you can just wash if you're a, I guess if you're a hairy gentleman. I'm a hairy gentleman. Hairy back. (laughs) You can wash your. I got. I got. I got a hairy (laughs) chest. Uh, But go there, check them out. Next week we're gonna do a giveaway, so stay tuned to listen to how you can get in on some free bearding products. Promo code Beers and Beards ten at checkout saves you some money, makes us a little money. Everybody goes away happy. Exactly, and I talked a little bit about the beer, uh, but the beer is brought to you by Audible, audibletrial.com forward slash Beers and Beards. And and the book of the week this week was uh, since we talked a little bit about home brewing, uh, the Brewer's Tale. So five thousand years, the history of craft beer. Uh, and it's it's a little beer nerdy, a little pretentious. But if you're listening to this, you probably have a probably have a little bit of that in you. Um, it's a, a great book. Um, it, it's fairly short, um, but a great listen uh, at audibletrial.com forward slash beers and beards. Get a 
free month trial and free audiobook uh, courtesy of us once you sign up there. So again, the, the beer this week, Batalla de Puebla, um, available in bottles only in Ohio. Even though Wooden Cask is a Kentucky brewery, you got to go to the brewery if you're in Kentucky. But in Ohio, you can get it in uh, in any of your uh, craft beer destinations. Um, lots of lots of great places. I, like I said, I picked up a six pack when we left uh, left the brewery. But I'm I'm big into the like tequila barrel aged beers, um, and this one has lime juice, coriander, and sea salt added. Um, I brewed a Goza earlier this year that turned out really well. That was a jalapeno and lime. Um, not as good as this one, obviously. But uh, this one. Do you like jalapeno in general? Yeah. Well, and I like jalapeno in beers because you get the jalapeno flavor, but not the not the spiciness of it. Um, I got you. I've been getting more and more into spicy, like you know, beers with with spice in them too, just because for some reason it just balances out like. Um, I was going to do this on the podcast, but I, I, I got too, uh, too thirsty and drank it. But uh, Urban Artifact does a pickle beer every year, um, and they did a spicy version of it, which uh, came about because people you know, said, hey, you know, I have your pickle beer, and um, I add hot sauce to it. And they're like, well, we can do that for you. So um, they released a variant, um, and it, it was one of the better beers I've had in, in a really long time. Um, we can do a whole podcast and there have been a whole podcast done about urban artifacts, pickle beer, but, uh, yeah, definitely check that, that one out. You probably can't get it anymore. It was, it was kind of hard to find, um, in general, but, um, yeah. So you want to talk about, we had two topics that we talked about this week too, which one two Kentucky about? breweries in the news, yeah. one close to my heart, uh, not not because of the brewery, just because where it's located, Sawstone yeah. Brewery in Moorhead, Kentucky. Um, Stone Brewing has issued them what is a notice of cancellation to their trademark, yeah. cease and desist uh, to cancel their trademark. Which disclaimer that does not mean they can't use the name Sawstone. Um, it does not mean you know they have to change their name right now. What it basically boils down to is stone brewing is like, Hey, that's our trademark. We are defending it. Um, you know, don't, don't try to get a trademark. And, and what I found out is the only reason that they would want to trademark is when they do would go into distribution. Uh, you know, you'd have to have a, a trademark to, you know, if they wanted to sell in Ohio or West Virginia or something like that. But you you looked at some numbers and saw that um in comparison they they're not they're not producing enough to be at that level just yeah. yet. Yeah, I mean they're they're a tiny little brewery and, and uh I think they're you know they're like a three barrel brew house, which means they're brewing uh, 90 gallons at a time. Um, in their first year they brewed less than a hundred barrels. So less you know about three thousand gallons of beer. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, a tiny little, you know, microbrewery, almost nanobrewery uh, level. Um, very, very small. But it's one of those things where these are the people that are, you know, small town America um, just trying to do something cool. And I don't think anyone looked at Sawstone and said, hey, you know, that's stone. And, and the, whole, um, the whole 
trademark dispute came about because Keystone, which is a brand from from Miller Coors, started using stone just you know they you know as a uh on their cans you know they would say things like grab a stone or it would just say stone which that i get that's that's a, a trademark violation if you just say stone um but you know and, and of course it's you know uh keystone is or uh stone brewing you know kind of punching up and saying hey we're going to protect our our trademark but they you know, going down the other direction, it, it really doesn't make as, as much sense. And I know you have to defend the, the, you know, the, the copyright and the trademark and, and all that. Um, but it just seems like in really bad taste, um, and, and looking more into, um, what stone has kind of turned into, of course they were, you know, they're, they're a craft brewing pioneer, you know, they've been around for a long, long time. Um, but they really have turned into more of, of a corporate, you know, basically not craft. So, well, let me let me let me pause and talk about that in itself because they're the, considered the ninth largest craft brewery in the United States. Right. How is Yingling the number one craft brewery when it's just as <laughs> that goes to your point? Like this is readily available in any gas station, any grocery store here. That's to me, that's not craft, and that may be pretentious as we as we said before but like what what does that really mean yeah and so that that was always the biggest question too with uh with the brewers association is how do you define craft beer um and to the uh, i know definitely you know boston beer co which is sam adams that's um, number two lobbied uh you know because they you know there's a couple different criteria you have to meet you have to be you can't be owned by a company that you know, you can't be basically owned by another company that's not a brewery, um, and or not a craft brewery, and you can't be or you know, more than fifty percent. You have to produce less than six million barrels of beer per year, um, and at least fifty percent of what you produce has to be traditional beer. Um, so, like for example, uh, Boston Beer Co. owns Truly and Twisted Tea, and now way less than 50% of their, um, of their production is traditional beer. You know, what you think of, you know, with, you know, water, yeast, malt and hops. Um, so that, you know, that's been a product of some lobbying from, you know, from the two biggest, uh, quote unquote craft breweries. Um, but a lot of these, a lot of these breweries that are craft, you know, get so big and, and they're publicly traded and they don't act like craft breweries anymore. Um, Stone and, and to, to you know, a certain extent, Sam Adams, you know, Boston Beer Co. being another one, you know, Boston Beer Co. is publicly traded. Um, it's hard to say something that's <laughs> craft. traded as craft. So um, here's where it gets, yeah. here's where you can twist it on its head. You know, Stone Brewing made a big deal about suing, Miller Coors to defend its brand. Yeah. Uh, and so in the description of the video, and this is coming from a uh, hat tip to KSR, Kentucky sports radio. Uh, Stone says they are known for being the ant- antithesis to big beer and has long waved a flag for bold character, individualism and independence. And uh, the author here says, insert pot calling kettle black meme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that uh and the funny thing too so you know kinsey uh or kinsey bernard uh, originally reported that um from uh, kentucky sports radio she also has a, a cool podcast called men are from marzen which focuses on women and, and craft beer but you know some other people uh kind of dug into a little bit more um tristan chan from porchdrinking.com and said he, he you know there's actually a hundred instances where either stone or the word bastard which angry bastard ar- arrogant bastard is a trademark of um stone as well uh were either in their alcohol related business or product um so stone you know had cancellation requests for all of them except for firestone walker uh, which is part of Dubal Morgat group that's the fifth largest craft brewery in the country right um, so bigger than stone and also uh, popular Illinois brew pub, Brickstone Brewery. So it's it's kind of selective. Um, you know, Firestone is not a you know, trademark infringement. Then how is Sawstone? Um, I don't know. Just uh, just some food for thought. And and we put that on our social media. Um, we had a, a couple of responses of you know people, of course, with their their thoughts and opinions. So thank you if you uh, chimed in on that. Um, it's like the true saying, saying the same thing that, that we said. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the David versus Goliath, but Goliath wants to be David's cousin. You yeah. know? Yeah, it's, the, yeah, it's so David weird. wants to be both David and Goliath. <laughs> right, you know, it's like, I don't know. Uh, it's interesting in this part uh, to see, like, people that I know on social media that support them. And like I said, that's my hometown. It's right on downtown Moorhead. Like there's a a push for uh, like a a revamp of that area, yeah. And it's you know they they they've shut the street off. They have like some open air dining there. They bring in food trucks. Like I it's know, that that whole pictures. experience. Awesome. Yeah, and so uh, and we're gonna we may try to go there if they're you know still there. They do have a GoFundMe out there. If you're, I'm not saying you should donate or whatever, but go check that out. See, they've raised uh, quite a bit of money. There's quite a bit of support behind them. $12,000 the last time I, I saw. So, Yeah, and that's in, been, what, a week? Yeah, that's impressive. I mean, that just shows how many, you know, what that, that you know, small little micro nano brewery means to the people of, you know, not only Moorhead, but people in, in Kentucky. Definitely, it's a, uh, it's the the beer world which i will always defer to you for you know approval but i feel like that that community really stands up for each other and it's i mean it's getting so diverse and massive and it's all over the place yeah but we're gonna I mean, stay we're gonna stay in kentucky for the next brewery right for the next news yeah. well sort of <laughs> Well, it's like yeah. all good things come from Kentucky that go to Ohio. That's right. Yeah. Reading, writing, and Route 23 North, right? That's right. <laughs> so Braxton Brewing, which is, uh, you know, there's always been the, the debate, are they a Cincinnati brewery? You know, they're in, uh, based in Covington, uh, which is, you know, kind of a, I don't, not even a suburb because it's literally right, you know, right across from downtown Cincinnati, but um They've been around since 2015, opened up their, their first brewery and just continued to expand and grow. Uh, they were the fourth fastest growing craft brewery in the country um, last year. And 
made the announcement earlier this week that they are moving to Ohio for their first taproom location in, in downtown Cincinnati. So they're taking over the former Three Points Urban Brewery. Um, we talked a little bit about this, uh, which of course nobody can hear, but um, Three Points is is a kind of a uh, casualty of the COVID pandemic, but with an asterisk um, because it was operated by a, a restaurant group. Um, people that know restaurants, but may not necessarily know, you know, how to run a brewery because they're, they're not the same. Um, so they decided to close down in March, uh, put the brewery up for sale and it had been rumored for a while and Braxton finally made it official. So, you know, Braxton is a, is a really cool brand. Um, I like them because, um, I like the way that they approach, um, their business as a whole they are very analytically driven. Um, the, you know, it's, it's two brothers and their dad who founded it and their dad has an analytics background. And so they use a lot of numbers and analytics in their, um, like us. Yes. And <laughs> their, uh, and their brewery. Um, you know, they released the seltzer earlier this, uh, well last year. Um, but it's been super fast growing. Um, and they've been doing a lot of things, right. Um, they have a, a great brand. They're building around it, and they they continue to expand. Um, they, I think it was like the number was like 126 percent growth over the past you know the the calendar year of 2019, um, and a lot of that being because they released a seltzer. Uh, they also released a um, a kind of a light lager, a craft lager called Garage Beer. That has garage flying off the shelves so very cool for them yeah and this was you know we talked about that at length this was like a um you know if we were going to open a brewery this would be the perfect opportunity it was all there ready to go yeah i mean they take the swig david yeah (laughs) hey it's it's middle of the afternoon i'm drinking beer so i'm happy right um (laughs) they uh yeah, I mean they they're in the they have the resources and um, found the perfect opportunity, and they basically got a turnkey brewery. You know, that's already has brewing equipment, already has a big bar, already has you know booths. So we you know basically go in, change the signs, change the tap handles, and and reopen. Um, you know, change uh, a little bit. You know, I don't know much else what they're going to do there it's a i think the place opened in 2018 so uh, so everything's new yeah so it's it's not like there's a a lot to do um so they're they're hoping to be open by the end of the summer is what they said um so maybe you know a month or or six weeks or and and we'll be ready to uh to have some braxton beer in ohio there you go David will go check it out, report on it over at MMAMcKinney.com. You can also listen to all the archived podcasts there, as well as see each beer and bourbon that we have uh, sampled, and even the cocktails that we've sampled. We have to do, we'll do another cocktail here pretty soon. I feel like I now... You got to step your cocktail game up. I guess, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I've got a small cherry tree that I'm, you know, put in out back here. So I'll have some ch- fresh cherries to garnish my drinks. There you go. Um, congratulations to our winner from 
uh, our giveaway. I hope you've bought some great beers. Um, it's David's going to go do yard work after this. And we're, you know, we've, we've talked about this because the evolution of the podcast started late spring as we came into summer, but the festivities are high. You, you touched on a little bit, but you've got, uh, what a lake. Are you going for a week or what's the, tell me about your lake trip. Uh, we'll talk about this more next week, but yeah, we, uh, go, we go up to Indian Lake every year, which is a man-made kind of trashy lake. Um, when you say trashy northeast of dayton northwest of columbus um yeah have you ever considered cave run lake i've never been there but uh i'm sure it's probably similar <laughs> it's yeah that's the one here there's no tires we, in, that i've that i've found at least in the bottom of the lake yet which i did what are you doing at the bottom of the lake well it's only i think the average depth of the entire lake is like 10 feet oh so, and yeah, you're ten, and you're ten foot seven. So, yeah. but most of it is is less than that. So we, you know, we go swimming, of course. Uh, I think that's why I'm immune to COVID. Is swimming in Indian Lake. So I can't, man. I can't really do. <laughs> I can't really do swimming in water that I can't like. I can't see. Does that not freak you out? No, I'll be fine. You're just a tough guy. Baseball's yeah. back. Are you? Are you? It's anything right. pique your interest in, you know, Dr. Fauci threw out the first pitch last night. Yeah. I, I Tons of good memes out there if you want to go look at them. <laughs> I think that that was a uh, a uh, simile for uh, or metaphor for the year 2020 <laughs> so far. <laughs> we came up, we went all the way to the mound, wound up, and made it about six feet in front. <laughs> threw the ball directly into the ground, so. Yeah, I'm ready for the Reds. I mean, every, there's so much hype with the Reds. Um, I uh, And you've been to my house, so we've got the big patio outside. So I'm going to set up the TV outside. I'm going to sit out there and maybe have a couple of libations once I get the yard work done. And uh, enjoy uh, enjoy opening day in the end of July, which is weird. But uh, I'm ready for some baseball. One thing that I know everybody's missed that's going down this weekend, bare knuckle fighting. Oh, who's excited? Uh, I think there's a limited audience, yes. Well, we didn't even talk about Mike Tyson and uh, Roy Jones. I know. Exhibition bout, eight rounds. They're going to try not to knock each other out, which when I read that, I was like, not interested. Is that what they said? I didn't even see that part. Yeah, yeah. They're not going for the KO. We're just not interested. Me and David can spar and not try to knock each other out. Yeah, we could do that. It doesn't sound very fun. Uh, what else? Juan uh, plans to come down when we record the next podcast here. My wife enjoyed her time at, uh, at the brewery, at hanging out with her girlfriend, Juan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting because also our, our Phil was there. So it was mm-hmm. Angie and Phil were hanging out and talking, and Juan and Abby. Yeah. Juan and Abby got the girl talking. Yeah, more mature talk on the other side of the table. I'm pumped to get uh, the Wellers back in the mix. As you know, episode two, I had Wellers. That bottle has ran dry, David. So you got it, yeah. Got well, it. here's the thing. 
in my group of friends, I don't know about your group of friends, but my group of friends knows I have a bottle of good bourbon. They want me to bring it or they want to come over, you know, like they, they want to drink it. So it's not, is it that way with beer? Like, like, Hey, we know David got a case of, you know, Schlitz. Let's go over and see if we can get some off of it. Yeah. No, not, I'm more of the person, like I like to have the good beer and, you know, most of the people that I know, some of the people like good beer, but most people are like, ah, it's beer. You know, everyone, I'll drink an IPA or I'll drink whatever. I'm like, I'm always the one where I'm, I'm pulling out like, Hey, here's the good stuff. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Here's the good, here's the good stuff I had in the back. Yeah, three ounces of cocaine. That, sometimes I have to tell them that it's the good stuff before they, uh, before they realize. So. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, this is a shorter episode. Uh, I'm going to try. I don't know. I don't know what else to do to, to make the other one. The lost episode. Yeah. The lost episode. I would let you, I would post it, but I just don't want people to be like, cause you can kind of hear us. But then again, I don't know what in our, on our headphones, it sounded great, but I don't know what was actually going into the computer. Yeah. So stupid. I hate technology. Next week, Dave is going to prepare us for a week on Indian Lake. I am looking, so if you listen to this podcast and you can get me uh, an end to, to somewhere where I can buy some Blantons, let me know. I want to buy it. We just had Blantons. I, I want to buy it. I don't, want to, I don't want to do it for the podcast. I want to buy a bottle of Blantons. Okay. I want to get Blantons drunk. On one of the episodes. I don't know. Should we do like, should we get drunk and do an episode? We should do a drunk episode. That was, you know, we talked a little bit about theme episodes and I think that we, we talked about doing a, uh, a cheap bargain episode. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, we got to do, that we did cocktail. Cocktails. So theme ideas, that was the one that, uh, that someone suggested to me. So I guess we got to do it. Uh, we're going to start naming our episodes like old UFC events. Episode 12, Intoxicated. <laughs> Intoxicated is probably the name of a King of the Cage show. Yeah. They always, they always, I think they still name their uh, events. Guys, for the... Split decision. Split decision. And then it's like the fourth split decision. You know, like split decision four. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, the King of the Cage names or uh, porn I've never watched porn. So, yeah. I, just I don't know. Watched, I'm, I just have looked at the names. <laughs> I just Did you have a local movie place uh, when you grew up that had like the back room with the pornos? Not really. We had like Blockbuster, but I don't think Blockbuster had that. Really? That I know of. I mean, I was pretty Yeah. Young. Movie Warehouse, Moorhead, Kentucky, mid-90s, back room made you a man which is where Saltstone brewing is now (laughs) (laughs) please don't forget to give us uh, some love on social media specifically our instagram facebook twitter if you're nasty i don't i don't know you use twitter way more than i use twitter we have a decent number of followers on twitter now i think we're up to like 75 so it wasn't for like a month uh, we're, we're, we're getting there Drop us a review on iTunes, or I guess it's not even iTunes. It's Apple Podcasts now. 
Google Play, Spotify, wherever it is that you find podcasts. Let us know where you listen. Hit us up on uh, our social medias to tell us that. Once again, a huge heartfelt thank you for the for the awesome time at Wooden Cask Brewery. Check them out on social media as well. I will think of them fondly until my bottle of Wellers is gone. And then you got to go get another one. That's right. Make sure you follow, follow uh, David. MMA McKinney, MMAMcKinney.com. If you give a shit at all about uh, beer or us, that's where you're going to find most of the things. David, I don't feel sorry for you. You're going to go do yard work, and I'm going to go edit a podcast. Yeah. We both got work to do. That's right. Till next week. Later.